Welcome to Heal. On today's episode, I get to geek out with brilliant creator and entrepreneur Eileen Durfee. Eileen Durfee is a health pioneer, businesswoman, and innovator who has reinvented a way to distribute natural healing products to protect others from toxicity. Eileen is a former nuclear power plant engineer who became sick due to chemical exposure. She suffered from chronic pain, allergies, Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, and lack of energy. These symptoms were the result of her body not eliminating the toxins to which she was regularly exposed. On her own quest to heal her body, she found her own health company, Creatrix Solutions, to create and distribute natural healing products worldwide. From the practical answers to what do we need to do to heal, to the inner workings of cellular physiology, we talk about hydration, mineral balance, importance of salt, ozonated water, oxygen therapy, sauna therapy, coffee enemas, and castor oil packs, just to name a few. Get ready for a power-packed episode. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Marshall. Eileen, thank you so much for being here with us on Heal today. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I was super stoked when your information came my way. And we had such an awesome preview conversation to get connected. And this is going to be a power packed episode. I'm excited about that. <laughs> cool. So Eileen, tell me a bit about how you ended up in this industry. And I'll say a little bit more. You're the founder of Creatrix Solutions. And when I was checking out what you guys offer, there's such a wide diversity from saunas to ozone therapy to talking about coffee enemas to a mineral salt, which I also am way into. I often talk to my clients about literally adding salt back into their diets. And it's so contrary to what we typically get told about regular table salt. Now, this is not regular table salt. Not all salts are created equal. So you have like this whole range of things that all fit into what I would consider more of like my core naturopathic, what we call the vitalistic naturopathic philosophy. Like 200 years ago, our core founding philosophy was based out of soliciting the body's natural ability to heal. And then it takes care of the rest. We don't need to have so many of these really specific anti-therapies, killing off this anti-heart, you know, blood, blood pressure. That's a lot of the allopathic world is one medication to force the body to go into a different physiologic state. And if you're dying, if you're literally in a life and death situation, that might have its place. But so much of what I do with my clients is, you know, what's the next thing? What, how do we alter the environment that their body is in so that we're naturally allowing the body to detoxify, to empower the immune system to function more cleanly. And a lot of the therapies are things I call the basic treatment guidelines, like castor oil packs, but coffee enemas are one of the things I recommend and doing alternating hot and cold and hydrotherapy and saunas are a part of that. So when you and I started talking, I was like, this woman's speaking my language. I was so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of been an evolution for me, you know? Yeah. So tell us how, cause you did not start in this field. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I've been sick my whole life from the day I was born, pulling me out with forceps to, when I started walking, my hips were twisted and one knee hit the other. So they put me in special shoes. I grew nine inches in three months. I was ran over by a car. I just had horrific pain my whole life. And after getting a silver amalgam filling when I was like 20 years old, I just fell sick. I, mm. I just, you know, just hair falling out, psoriasis all over, you know, just constant infections and allergies. I became allergic to everything until I realized leaky gut and, you know, all these things. Of course, one of the stuff that they had me on constantly was antibiotics and antihistamines and just all this stuff. And it's interesting to hear you talk about the basics and let the body heal itself, because I just had this underlying feeling like if my body just had what it needed, it would heal. And, you know, I'm actually related to the kid that had to live in the bubble that they made a movie about years ago. So my genetics and I had genetic testing and I just have a lot of mutations where my body can't eliminate toxins and 
I was in the nuclear power plant industry. Oh, that's that's that's, helpful. (laughs) That's back before, you know, they made sure you were having clean air or that you weren't exposed to a lot of stuff. And, you know, so I just fell sick and, you know, it was in real estate land development. And, you know, I just started trying everything. I mean, I ate paleo before paleo existed. Yeah. You know, I just, I ate the, the diet that was recommended by Dr. Truss, who wrote the book on candida, you know, so I mean, there were three years where I never ate anything out of a can or a jar. And I rotated everything I ate. So I didn't eat this with the same food. It's a the same whole family. world, right? To, to operate from that. And, and I, I don't know quite where you're going with this, but I think we're heading the same place, which is like in my own evolution, born with asthma and my immune system was overreactive. So I was allergic to the world and my parents were doing the best they knew how, and I was raised a vegetarian, but that was like <laughs> carbitarian diet for me. And I was actually allergic to dairy as a kid. And then they were like, you grew out of it. No, I did not grow out of it, but that was it. It shifted. And so up until I was 25, my health just down and down and down chronic sign strep throat, antibiotic resistant strep throat after so many treatments, had my adenoids and tonsils taken out, was in the hospital for mononucleosis in high school. Like there was a whole series of things. And never once was there a conversation of, hey, if you do this in the off season, it could strengthen your lungs, or we could do this, you know, this is how food may play into it. So I did all that exploration on my own. And then I, my undergraduate's chemistry. So I was like, giant chemistry set is the human body. Like, like, what can we do to change it? And then I started messing with my diet, but I only stayed in the world of diet. And it was like, I had to eat perfect. I had to like do exactly like perfect paleo. I couldn't breathe in a bakery. Like I went full paleo from being a vegetarian, did the five years completely. Like I basically never ate out in a restaurant. Like I super tight, strict strict, strict, and then started to discover, yes, diet is important, but also there's so much more to it. Yeah. And so basically, I mean, I just tried everything and with being, you know, nuclear power plant, you know, engineer and auditor, and I try blueprint reading and just all of that. And I'm more left brained. There's a lot of inventors in my family. So when I started doing like saunas and coffee enemas and just, you know, using water ozonators and all this. It's like, you know, I didn't like a lot of things about what gizmo I had. So I would like go to sleep. And what I do is I have these dreams and I see it. So I didn't have any brothers. So it's like I built prototypes and tried them and then actually filed patents. I've been granted 10 patents in the United States and then I just started building the gizmos. And so then I transitioned out of real estate. I was a nonprofit corporation manager. So I did all their financials and board meetings and member, you know, correspondence. And then I just went all health. Wow. So now I kind of feel like I'm in my fourth life, you know, in this life, finally doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm having fun because, you know, it's everything about the air we breathe, the water we drink, what we put on our skin, you know, obviously what we eat. And even if we lived in a bubble, we're going to have exposure. So we got to detoxify. So using light therapies that are smart, mineralizing the body so it freely detoxifies. And then, of course, my favorite thing because of all my structural issues I've gone through is spinal fitness, restoring the curvature of the spine because people don't realize everything's about energy, you know, our enzyme binding sites. And so if we can minimize the energy expenditure for stupid stuff, like keeping your muscles tight to keep you from, you know, falling over your head going too far. If we can get rid of that to where those muscles can be at a relaxed state, you have more energy Mm. for a fulfilling life. And so it's like, kind of like an all encompassing. It really is. (laughs) And that's what I was so excited about. And like, you know, I'm always in the balance of, of, sharing as much as I know with my clients and my audience here at heal, but also like 
there's a concern for the overwhelm factor. Like we'll get to this, but you and I talked about like, people are being like, how do I do all this? It takes so much, you know? And you're like, we're doubling things up. We're doing yoga in the sauna, you know, we're like adding things together. And, and, but even still, there is a degree where we have, I say, we have to be responsible for the world that we live in today. And, and it's an unfortunate consequence that it is not just a right anymore that just because you're born and you go through a normal life the way we currently live normal life you're going to in fact being born and going through a normal life guarantees disease right it guarantees it everyone gets sick everyone is dealing so it's like we have to alter the way we live and there was a time where our environment was less toxic and there was a time where we lived in incredibly loving nurturing communities and it doesn't mean that human beings didn't have their stuff we've been evolving for a long time but like there was you know i just had a podcast recently where the guest was talking about how much adults need physical touch from the people around them to help regulate their central nervous system to produce the sufficient amount of serotonin for a nervous system is you know she said something like 7 to 10 hugs a day per adult and i'm like I got my cat and my dog and I live alone and I practice over the internet and I'm like, <laughs> I got some work to do. Right. And so there's all these areas. It, it, it does need to be all encompassing and we are having to make up for what's not currently automatically provided in our daily lifestyles. Like the minerals are depleted out of our soil. So it's got to come from somewhere. And I, I ask you about that what what's your take on the importance of minerals i have my this is, i'm leading the witness here but i oh love yeah to yeah about it well people need to realize that every cell has an enzyme binding site and for that cell to function the mineral has to be in that binding site it's like you know everybody knows there's more calcium in your bones and teeth than anywhere else well it goes the same for like your thyroid gland is more selenium. The man's prostate has more zinc. It's like every cell has this preferred mineral. It's like a new car part. And, you know, the USDA already says the minerals and nutrients in our food supply is, delete, is depleted 40 to 60%. Yeah. So the main thing that people don't realize is your body's so smart. Oh my gosh. And it realizes what's on the table of elements charts. Like lead is right next to calcium. You know, zinc is right next to cadmium. You know, aluminum can substitute for magnesium. So out of an adaptive situation, the body will actually accumulate heavy metals like a magnet to go. Cause there's, there's two reasons why you can't get the preferred mineral in the cell. One of them, it's just not there. You're Two, not eating it. It's not in the diet. It's not yeah. in your body. Yeah. But the second one, it can be there and your body can't get it there because every cell is a sodium pump and it takes three elements of sodium to two elements of potassium for this thing to open up. And there's voltage gated thresholds for a whole neuron action potentials that allow you know, all this stuff to flow in our body. And you, and you think about our body, it, it's like a pressurized pumping system. So even if the right minerals there, the body sometimes can't get it to where it needs to go. So then not only do you have the one cell that needed it, that's going to accumulate maybe lead for calcium or, or cadmium for zinc, then where did that calcium have to go? That's going to go in your joints to make them stiff and yep. your hair to your make arteries, it gray. calcifying your, arteries. Your, like I've had clients that have, you know, they talk about, we don't, we actually don't do that many autopsies in this country anymore, or maybe ever, but the rate of having a calcified pineal gland is incredibly high. Like there's all of these aspects that, and our body only calcifies something if there's an existing inflammatory response that's there in the beginning. It's like the inflammation leads to scar tissue, leads to calcification. So there's that half of it. But then there's like, and then we'll have people who are drinking calcified dairy and the extra calcium in the dairy is not, I mean, this is the tough part about when we fortify our processed foods. Do you think those processed food companies are using the most bioavailable top line, easy for the body mm -hmm. to absorb? minerals and, and vitamin, they, they're not. 
I, I drink raw grass fed goat milk. Yep. <laughs> That's what I do. Yep. <laughs> and it, the animals have to be on their native diet with it available in their environment for it to even, cause that brings that component in. And so, you know, they had done some research on calcium supplementation and osteoporosis, and they saw a correlative impact, but it was a limited study. This has not actually been extensively studied. And we actually find that calcium supplementation is more likely to increase the calcification of the wrong parts of the body and the bones don't even get it And because the bones are trying to reprocess. Yeah, go for it. So here's the reason why your body has a piece of equipment at the cell level that's often inactive. It's like a brand new car at the gas station with no electricity. So there's no gas in the tank. It's called the sodium calcium exchanger. And it will be very effective, but it takes three elements of sodium to one element of calcium to put the calcium back in the bones, teeth, and nerve fibers. And every time you move a muscle, your nerves are releasing elements of calcium. But stress, we live in the 21st century and adrenal glands, and it's not so much diet, but it's the adrenal glands producing the hormone aldosterone that controls sodium electrolytes. So 80% of people tested have low electrolyte levels of sodium. So their body's unable to put the calcium where it needs to go. So calcification, you know, your cell permeability goes shot. So even when you do have nutrients, they're not getting in the cells, you know, your hormone, like thyroid hormone, just a blood test isn't good enough because that's circulating levels. And, you know, a lot of people will get over-medicated on thyroid and they still have the same problems. Well, they're not looking at cell calcification because if the hormone can't get in the cell. Yep. And so even if it can't get in the cell, then the next step is it has to combust. Yeah. So it's like, there's just so many. I love that we're talking about this because this is like, this is so much of the education I do with my clients is it's, is our body. I mean, I like the analogies you're using around a car and. In fact, our body isn't just a machine where it's like add gas, it goes. There's so many complicated steps between like the clotting cascade, the inflammatory cascade. Clotting cascade has 14 steps in it, right? So there's like, <laughs> which is a good thing because you don't really want your body to be like, whoops, I accidentally clotted all the blood in your veins. You know, like <laughs> we need all these checks and balances. But so you've been talking about sodium a lot. And I'm going to make the obvious jump because not everybody immediately, we're talking about salt. Like yeah. that thing that has been demonized in the American diet for the last 80 years. So can we talk about the truth about sure. salt? Sure. So with that ties to water allocation in the body. Great. Cause salt sucks. It's like an antihistamine. And, you know, I'd say 80% of people are dehydrated or drinking the wrong kind of water or not enough water throughout the day. So whenever the body has a dehydration situation, it just squeezes all your blood vessels and wrings out water and then sends it through the nerve sheaths to places based on hierarchy. Like your body will defend bone marrow over joint cartilage, but it uses histamine receptors. So there's an excellent book on your body's many cries for water. From on that. my bookshelf. I mean, I love that book. And it's like, you know, you need to have sodium extracellularly for this hydration. And, you know, he goes into 80% of diseases. And, and I personally have a story where there's this lady, she had high blood pressure. So her doctor told her to quit, you know, having sodium in her diet. So then you know, without adequate levels of sodium, then you can't retain water. So you have frequent urination, you're peeing all the time. And so then she stops drinking water about three, four o'clock. So then it about nine, the 10 o'clock, yep. she starts developing asthma. See your body's last ditch effort to keep water in the body because you lose a lot of water through breathing is to constrict the lungs. Yep. So when you can add in, you know, his book has a chapter all about how to slowly add this in and that most high blood pressure is just chronic dehydration, uh -huh. which is and, exactly the opposite of how we treat it. We treat it with diuretics that right. our water out of the body. It's just craziness. Yeah. Yeah. And so sodium is so important. And 
I ran into a Korean acupuncturist and I, you know, before I met him, I had all these different sea salts and I was just, you know, I would just use, you know, going through all of them. And he had these water glasses with pH drops and he'd put salt in every one of them and they would still remain acid. But then with the healthy salt, it turned immediately blue and it was like the most expensive salt in the world. So I bought some and immediately I cut a half inch hair sample as a baseline. And I did this half inch hair sample monthly for six months for like mineral testing. And and, yeah. And I, and I would go on the salt for 30 days off on, off, on, off. And then I would see, and it's like, every time I was on the salt, my heavy metals went up my oxidation rate improved. I had more energy. I felt better. So then immediately I'm like, going, Oh my gosh. You know, cause I had like a dump of cadmium that, that the doctor that I was working with at the time said, that's like a 25 year dump. Oh my gosh. So it was in your body. And then using the healthy salt, you were actually able to start to detoxify, but it, it's got to come all the way out and through. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and sure enough, there was none in the salt. So it was like my body finally had the new car part yep. and it removed the reason why it had to adapt. And it just like, you know, and now since Dr. Gerald Polak's work at the University of Washington, where they discovered the fourth phase of water, it's actually a hydrating gel that can store energy. And in order to make it, you know, you got the best light shining on your skin is 3000 nanometers, which my heat lamp bulbs do 550 to 3,400. But when you have that extra alkalinity with that sodium in the extracellular matrix, it causes your cell to take in protons. And we have these heroes inside our cell called lysosomes and they clean up molecular debris, but to work, they need those protons because they drop their pH like a rock. But then from the inside to the outside of the cell, that differential between acid and alkaline, it actually creates hydroelectricity then stores in that exclusion gel water in the body. So no wonder when I was doing the salt and always taking a daily near infrared sauna and, and, you know, cause the, the detox system should have been horrific right. from all the stuff I was eliminating, but I didn't have the problems in my, so you yes. didn't end up with like a quote healing crisis or a crash from it. You just were able to eliminate it. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and so the, the, when you read the five-star reviews on the healthy salt, you'd think it was some snake oil that <laughs> does everything. Totally. It yeah. is just amazing what happens when the body has what it what needs. needs. Yeah. And so I went on this quest because I used to be a nuclear power plant, also auditor where I would compare the certificate mineral analysis of all the metals used and it had to be certain. So I started reviewing all the salt testing of everything that's for sale and looking at ratios and minerals and like Himalayan salt. I was a big fan of that before, but it only has 0.0. No, it has 0.8% minerals. And it's got one part per million magnesium. Healthy salt is 20% minerals, but it's 6,800 parts per million magnesium. That's the difference. But I came across that Canton Marine Plasma that has that famous health history where the guy died in the war and a million people attended his funeral, but he used to process this seawater into this mineral balancing substance with the plankton and he would inject people. He was curing every disease known to man. And it was interesting when I looked at the mineral ratios in that Mm. compared to healthy salt, they were almost identical. So I'm going to go, okay, here's something easy. The body just obviously loves and needs. Yep. Yep. And I love that looking into nature. And I I know when I was in the nature cure courses in my naturopathic education, they would talk about how the inside of our blood and seawater actually should have very similar salinity to each other. 
And that's so distinct from the way that we think about it and how much, you know, and so there's, there is a big difference between talking about, oh, salting your food with regular iodized table salt and what actually our body's designed to be consuming. And in general, the conversations that we've had though, about just demonizing salt and taking salt and, and the salt research, even at the level of just generalized medicine is completely inconclusive, whether or not a salt restricted diet will make a difference with blood pressure at all. And there are a few people who are salt sensitive, but then you wonder how, how they do most of that research study is all from a history and taking information from people after the fact, we're not really sitting people down and doing specific diets. Cause it's so difficult to take all of the processed salt out of somebody's diet unless they completely overhaul their lifestyle. So we don't tend to research that. We just go from retrospective studies from history, which has all kind of, you know, it's challenging the way we currently are setting up our nutrition research, but that doesn't mean that we should debunk. It's like that gold standard of it has to be researched in a particular way. Our current research models aren't even a great match for some of the issues we're dealing with, but it shows up in the clinical settings all the time of what's effective. And you, like you said, you saw it in your hair analysis, how it actually started to shift things in your body and make that difference. So I want to talk about, you've mentioned oxygen therapy and ozone and oxygenated water. And I realize those might be a couple different topics there, but this has been something that's been coming up more. My naturopathic colleagues with like, people are actually doing IV therapy with ozone. And that's, one therapy that's only so accessible to people, you have to have it in your area and practitioners who are trained in it, but there's, there's more ways to use oxygen therapy than just that. Can you talk about that? Sure. It was in the late 1990s that I learned about ozonated water. So I got an ozone generator and some people might not know what ozone is, but it's a gas that is basically three singlets of oxygen, O1, O1, and O1. And anything in nature is stable when it's in pairs or negative and positive. And so when it's got that third molecule on it, it's very unstable and it'll break off quickly and it has an oxidation potential. I mean, matter is nothing more than the rate and the number of motions of electrons around a nucleus. So Mm -hmm. here is an O1 that breaks off that has the ability to change that. And one of the things about ozone gas, if you breathe it, it can damage your lungs. It's, you know, very toxic and and people need to realize that, you know, and have it in safe levels and do degassing. But the miracle of dissolving ozone gas into water, it's not as reactive, but then it has properties, you know, it's like, with COVID, we've all been using, you know, hand sanitizers and things like that. Those actually cause superbugs over time where they become resistant to that yeah. kind of thing. But ozone is so powerful that one molecule of ozone is equivalent to three to 10,000 molecules of chlorine. Hmm. Now I'm saying, let's drink ozonated water. And you're going, wait, I can't drink bleach. Right. How? can I drink ozonated water for goodness sakes? So ozone is smart. See our healthy cells and our body have an enzyme coating around them when we have enough oxygen. When we don't have enough oxygen, our body selectively kind of like the water, it'll defend bone marrow over joint cartilage. It also has this hierarchy of what's less important. It's kind of like a jalopy with where you don't replace your alternator. So you're jump starting it and you're driving without the headlights. You know, you're still getting from point A to point B, but this ozone, it ignores the cells that have the healthy enzyme coating around them. So like the good bacteria, the healthy cells, it just passes them by and it attacks cells that are like infected with pathogenic microbes, you know, cause they've lost that enzyme coating and it does it in a way through what they call cell lysing. So it actually blows a hole in the membrane. So it can't mutate against it. It just kills it. Or like if you have heavy metals in your body, like the EPA drills 
wells where there's contaminated groundwater and injects ozonated water because it cleans up the aquifer because it breaks down toxic stuff and makes it into another material that that's less harmful and so we're mostly water so when we make ozonated water we get two things it's like helping clean up the body it's taking the straws off the camel's back because Every day, our body is making new cells and breaking down cells. So this actually accelerates the body's ability to get rid of those cells that need to be recycled through oxidation. Sometimes that's literally where a lot of people's symptoms, a feeling of tiredness and lethargy or just feeling sluggish, difficulty losing weight, chronic inflammation in their joints, isn't even so much coming from external toxins as the body's inability to get rid of the day-to-day waste products that are just there from living life because their liver's congested, their detox pathways don't have, they don't have the minerals, they don't have that extra support. And so many things that we tend to associate with just like normal everyday feeling like crap, (laughs) which many people have a level of like, ah, this is normal, but also I feel like crap is, is, Yes, there's heavy metals and there's toxins, but some of it is just the cellular respiration process itself and breaking cells down that our body can't even. And in chemotherapy, one of the main reasons why people experience all the toxicity symptoms is there's such a high level of cellular die-off. The body can't keep up with cleaning all that out. And my mentor, Dr. Tom, would treat people with what we call the basic treatment guidelines, all these similar kinds of supportive therapies and his patients would be going through chemo and their hair wouldn't fall out. And the oncologist would think the chemo is not even working, but the chemo is working just fine. It's the body's keeping up with the process and is actually having people feel good and actually be able to go through. Now, whether or not you're in alignment with chemotherapy as a practice, that was a remarkable result. And it was confusing a lot of the medical doctors because he actually had people that were basically fine going through the process of chemo. And they were used to regulating the symptoms as part of how they knew what the dose needed to be because they were upregulating the same sorts of things. So as you're talking about this, my brain is just like, yeah, and that, and that, and that. Like, <laughs> so good. Yeah. So, you know, if that's not a miracle enough to drink ozonated water on an empty stomach and have it get rid of toxins, help recycle cells, that's not the end of the miracle. Because it was 03 that 01 did that fantastic job, but then it leaves pure O2. So it boosts your oxygen metabolism. It actually causes then more cells to retain that protective enzyme coating. And there's some awesome studies on, you know, PubMed, you know, two things that I always quote that yes, ozone gas, when it's not dissolved in water causes permanent lung damage, but there's multiple studies on ozonated water and its benefits in the body. It increases glutathione peroxidase. I mean, that's our master antioxidant. That is like huge. Number one detoxifier, which so many people end up with deficiencies and insufficient glutathione. And you know, you you don't get much when you take it orally, you know, there's a few transdermal ones, but you know, other than doing a coffee enema, increasing your glutathione production, 600%, you know, drinking ozonated water is a really good way, you know, to increase that. So it's protective Uh, superoxide dismutase gets increased catalase prostacycline, you know, your red blood cell glycolysis rate goes up. And it, the studies show again and again, it inactivates bacteria, virus, fungi, yeast, and protozoa. So it's just like an all around huge benefit for drinking ozonated water. However, there's another thing that I always teach people, you know, all of our food is grown in dirt, you know, so there are actually parasite larvae that we can't even see you know, on this food. And how about salmonella, E. coli, listeria, all these food recalls and everything like that, you know, you can, and and how about, you know, salmonella on chicken, you know, they say, don't even rinse your chicken, you know, that black lights, you know, it's like you track the stuff all over the place. So it's like, I wash all my food in ozonated water, because that's another thing. If I'm not ingesting parasite larvae, 
and you know, small amounts of salmonella, listeria, or E. coli, my immune system doesn't have to handle it. So it's like taking the straws off the camel's back. And so, you know, I teach people, you know, to clean their foods. And, you know, some people may not be aware of it, but like the city of Los Angeles, they ozonate sewage water. Mm -hmm. You know, you can imagine what sewage water looks like, but if you ozonate it for long enough with a high enough concentration, it turns into clear drinking water. Wow. So it just breaks down and every pathogen, like they did a study where they smeared cow feces on the wall and there was like, 50 different pathogens in, you know, cow feces. And then they went on this study about how many parts per million does it take to kill all these pathogens and how long does it have to stay on there? And they found that four part per million was the magic number that killed everything. Wow. Well, like E. coli, the kill rate for that is 0.1 part per million dissolved ozone water for 15 seconds. Now, my ozone generator can make 1.5 part per million, the little countertop one. So, you know, think about how quickly just basically a normal washing, yep. you know, it, it is going to make your it's gonna food handle it. safe. It's yep. going to handle it. And so there's, you know, I love getting, you know, blood ozonated and, and put back in, you know, I've heard of people with long haulers, COVID doing yeah. that and just immediately being be better than they were before they got COVID. So that is something, but you know, it's like, like where I live, I'd have to drive four hours to go somewhere that does that, that does you know, that. Yeah. It, it, it's not available, but what you can do every day is reduce your pathogenic load by making your food safe and yeah. also increase your body's oxygen levels. And it's going to help, you know, get rid of some of the pathogens in your body when it's oxidizing things. And, you know, just having more oxygen gives you more energy. So it's just a little gizmo that, you know, I think everybody should have. It's just like when I go out to eat, you know, I'm like, going, Oh my gosh, like a salad <laughs> bar. Like they, I know they didn't use ozonated water. <laughs> you know, It's just like at home, you know? Yeah. Like yep. And it makes a difference. I've had several clients with long haul COVID that have used hyperbaric chambers oh, and yeah. had a real difference made. And that's all about increasing the oxygen in oxygen. the body and yeah. have a lasting effect. And so it, this is more and more as we're one dealing with the outcomes of, you know, antibiotic resistant or even fungal resistant therapies and, and how superbugs have been made and created, we have to have these other more completely natural options that work in conjunction with the body's physiology to support our immune system. Cause like you said, there are some of us more and more, I actually think the way that our lifestyles have tipped in the last hundred years and some other changes dietarily, we actually are having more people with genetic challenges to be able to detoxify properly and have their bodies function at optimal levels, increases in autoimmune disease, increases in chronic fatigue syndrome, increases in, you know, so many aspects of what are showing that as a society, our bodies are decompensating. So, you know, some people are like, really, do I have to go to all this effort? Some of us do. I was already born into a state of chronic illness. So I just have to have an elevated commitment to how I take care of my body to also to have the life that I want. And I truly believe my path. And I see this in my clients, the more I listen to my body symptoms and I start to work in alignment with my body and partnership in healing and alleviating those symptoms and creating health seems to be the identical pathway to fulfillment and purpose and like being who I want to be in the world. Like it it's, they're related to each other. Mm -hmm. I think maybe even the same thing is like, what has me keep stepping that next place into, you know, I said, I'm in the market for a sauna myself. I've been thinking about getting a sauna for years and it just keeps being this like tickle in the back of my head. I don't know if it's intuition or where it's coming from. And I just, I just want one. Like it's literally like my whole body and I love being in them. I super enjoy them. And I know not all saunas are created equal, which has been part of where I've been stopped. I'm like, if I'm going to invest, if I'm going to make this happen and create it, I don't want to just grab a heat lamp off of the internet. Right. So I'm like, yeah. 
So help me there. Cause you, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to want to keep you here for three hours. Cause I'm like, okay, what's the next thing I lean? Tell me. <laughs> well, you know, I did daily saunas since about the year 2000. And of course, back then I didn't know about high EMF and I was just using the far infrared, but I got benefits. And when this doctor told me, oh, I needed near infrared, I thought he was really kind of prejudiced. And then I got, you know, heat lamp panels. Day one, I didn't sweat as much, but by day three, I was sweating just as much, but I had this energetic feeling come over me that was just so hard to describe that, you know, I, I talked with my son who was at the University of Washington taking chemistry and biology classes. Oh, mom, it's phototherapy. It's activating your mitochondria with the near infrared and blah, 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 you know? And so I never went back. And then I started thinking about light traveling at the speed of light. You know, in most saunas, you have to heat up. You know, and a lot of times if you forget to heat it up and then you got to go somewhere, you, you skip your sauna. Or if you heated it up and something comes up, then you got to leave. And so I wanted to create, because most saunas are just wood. They have no insulation. Mm. They don't retain the heat. Besides, they don't retain the healing rays of light. So I created radiant panels with an R12 insulation. So it maximizes the phototherapy. If you can multiply every second you're in there by the speed of light, having the same light, you know, re-expose your skin. It, it's pretty amazing. And then you don't even have to have a preheat. Mm. Like, I, and you know, my son, he's six foot five and I'm six foot. So the other thing I hated about all these saunas is they're tiny, <laughs> you know, when can you stand up? You know, uh -huh. when can you lay down? You know, it's like, you're just, and so of course I built them. And then I had one customer who was shorter because the original sauna was just four foot by four foot by five foot. So you had to crawl in, sit on a stool and she flipped her sauna and put the floor against the wall and lay diagonal. I go, oh my gosh. So I went to sleep and I had a dream about the convertible sauna. So we have one that you can sit down, stand up or lay down in, you know, even if you're six foot five. Nice. And so it fits all those modalities. Yeah. Then I had a gal that had one of those that zipped two tents together to try to do yoga but then it wasn't big enough for her to stand up and do a yoga practice. So I built a bigger tent, a yoga studio. And so people are putting like, I mean, I have a yoga tent here and I have internal partitions. So you can cut it in half. So it's just the size of the other one and a drop ceiling. So you can get it like 190 degrees if you want, you know, oh my gosh, it's awesome. almost get thermal, you know, almost get hypothermic with the rectal therapy. temperatures that you get. I mean, it's mm -hmm. amazing. And so then I had, you know, major league baseball player, six foot six that, you know, wanted to do full yoga practice. So I came up with the yoga height extension kit. And so this has just kind of evolved. I got a New York city police officer. She puts her bicycle in there and does her bicycling. And, wow. and, and so, you know, I read a stud from Europe about exercise and near infrared. Hmm. And it actually, you know, cause our body has an overall metabolism, but every cell has its own metabolism and fat cells have the slowest metabolism. But when you shine the near infrared light on them, they speed up and your body gets to burn that fat for energy. So exercising with near infrared, like fat contours, the body wow. and it, you know, stabilizes blood sugar. It reduces pain. You know, you're getting all that nitric oxide, you know, that it's good for you besides you know, and then if you do the healthy salt before you get in there, you're getting hydroelectricity, you're getting, and then I had a dream when I was on an airplane where people were coughing and getting sick. And I had this little gizmo on my tray table where it was on an external battery pack. So I got a hold of my engineer because I had a bigger air purifier that had a water ozonator with it. I said, okay, I got to have that plasma machine. It's got to look like this and all that. So we developed it and got, and, and 
so it produces a lot of negative ions that has some positive. So it's like the LA airport. They have giant plasma air purifiers that clean up the jet fumes in the concourses. Okay. So you don't smell it. So it like really has this power to get rid of VOCs and poisonous stuff in the air that you're breathing, but it leaves enough negative ions. I had it tested because I read this study that if you inhale 20,000 negative ions per cubic centimeter when you're having a sauna, the same person's sweat volume will double. Oh my gosh. So you're coupling Very. all of these therapies together. I love yeah, this. So you yeah. got to stack your hacks, right? <laughs> the biohacking, you know? stack your hacks. That's the quote right here, Mylene. Awesome. So, you know, and then people didn't think about you're sweating turns into humidity, but there, there's studies that show that Sauna sweat compared to exercise sweat is very different. More mineral loss in exercise sweat, more toxin loss in sauna sweat. And then you want to rebreathe that? Nobody's thinking about re-inhaling mm. all this toxic humidified sauna sweat. So with the breathe safe, you clean all that up. And then I had some people telling me how they're like ready to use their asthma inhaler and they breathe over the breathe safe and they're, 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 they're changes. Yep. And yep. so I sent it off to the lab because I suspected it was doing more than plasma. And yes, it has 17% of what goes off there. And this is the pure oxygen is yeah. pure oxygen. And so there's something very special, like background oxygen levels in our environment are like 15%. Maybe if you're at Niagara Falls, you're getting 20%, you know, yeah. but but waterfalls you know, and, and by the ocean, there's actually increased oxygen, there's increased ozone, increased and negative, there's increased, increased negative, negative ions, ions. Yeah, which is why a lot of people love to be by the beach or they like lightning storms or going to a waterfall. It makes, makes them feel, feel good. good that you, you could have that in your house because you also need to have a certain amount of those per cubic centimeter of the air you breathe for body functions to be normal. Mm -hmm. And we're up against this computer screen and it's emitting poisonous positive ions. Yeah. WebMD says if you have enough negative ions, it'll work better than an antidepressant. Yeah. So a lot of people with our heating, ventilation, and air conditioning system, it strips negative ions out of the air and it's stripping oxygen. And so with this little gizmo, so it's increasing your rectal temperature in that study. And it even went up when you got out of the sauna and it changed your blood electrolytes. So it's like breathing negative ions when you're in the sauna, getting the bonus of the extra oxygen, getting the bonus of cleaning up that toxic humidified sauna sweat. I mean, it, it's just amazing if people would read those five-star reviews of the breathe safe. I mean, yeah. there's people getting off of, they become nose breathers. Which is huge. Like I have had, I've not, you might have some more to say about this, but like I have some running theories about the increased amount of sleep apnea and snoring and what people deal with mouth breathing and how much one water they lose. And it actually changes the quality of your sleep. And we, our central nervous system is taxed enough during the day. Then we get even more, your body will actually go into sympathetic fight or flight while you're sleeping. So we've yeah. got even more stress happening. Right. And Nowhere in conventional medicine is there a conversation other than an assumption, and it's an assumption, we do not have hot, good statistics to back this up, that if you're overweight, that's why you snore more and that's where the sleep apnea comes from. But this, this has not been well studied. There were a few chiropractors that practice applied kinesiology and muscle testing that would start to get into the things that would actually relax the soft palate and make it so there was not enough muscle tone. But if we even go back into calcium exchange and how the nervous system manages sodium channels and all of the different aspects of keeping your muscles healthy, which actually comes from those proper electrolytes in the nervous system. I, I'm not like all the way there, but this is my science brain is like, I think it's all freaking connected because the people that you see that deal with a lot of sleep apnea and snoring and are mouth breathers often are dealing with either low grade or moderate grade levels of metabolic syndrome, or their whole body is dealing with a certain amount of toxicity and oxidative stress, even if it's not necessarily a person who's overweight. It's not just about that. Right. There's right. more to it. And so some of the things we're talking about here is just starting to click in, like having the negative ions, having the air purification, allowing your body to regenerate and shift its electrolytes with the, you know, like these pieces so 
impact quality of sleep. That's one of the biggest things I'm dealing with as a naturopath is how do I increase somebody's quality of sleep? Because we do so much healing and so much of our body processes and like resets itself in our sleep. I find if I can't get somebody sleeping, I have a really hard time getting the rest of their body to, to work well. And I could actually, I mean, I, do you see that with people that use the saunas and use the air purifiers that there's a, a improved quality of sleep? Absolutely. That's what the reviews are telling us. That's what people are calling and saying, you know, and they're like people with real low oxygen on their oxygen monitors. The breeze safe will take somebody who's like 87 to 88% and put them over to 93%. Mm. That's statistically significant. It's huge. And then, you know, people are just talking about how they find that they're not breathing through their mouth anymore, how they're sleeping. They're so refreshed that this one person hadn't slept for literally years mm -hmm. and she didn't set an alarm. She didn't have to, but she didn't even wake up till like 11 a.m. I mean, it slept over 12 hours. Her body finally was like, <laughs> thank you. I need this. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. with, with people, it just, it really makes a difference, you know? So we did talk about stacking the hacks, right? But tell me a bit, we talked about this in our pre-interview was like, you know, sauna, exercise, cleaning my water, then, oh yeah, PS, we still need to eat good, healthy food and that whole side. Like, like, how do you deal with the conversation when people are like, God, Eileen, this just feels like so much, like, I don't have time for all of this. Like, where am I going to fit it into my life? Well, what I usually do is just start them on one thing that I yeah. recommend, either coffee, enema, or drinking the ozonated water, nothing else. And then, you know, say, it's like when you integrate that in your life and you see the benefits, then let's just add one more thing. And, you know, they often ask me, how do I have time to do all this? I go, well, because I feel like superwoman. If I sp spend my self-care an hour to two hours a day, I'm able to be very high functioning and feel good. I, I don't feel like I'm 60 years old. I feel so much better than I did when I was younger, mm -hmm. you know, not to be allergic to things and to go to bed and sleep and wake up and not have pain in my body. You know, it's, but it's a lifestyle, you know, it, it's about getting outside too, getting your feet on the ground, let the earth take all those positive ions out of your body, you know, getting that sun into the, through your eyes without sunglasses on. So, you know, your glands can do what they need to do with the circadian rhythm. You know, if somebody doesn't even want to spend money on a stand up, no mess coffee, enema fix or an ozonator, I say, okay, just start going outside within three hours of waking up be out there with your feet on the ground for 15 minutes, get some, you know, don't wear sunglasses and get some natural light. Yeah. And do that for a month and tell me how you feel. People start sleeping better. Just yeah. that alone. Just that alone. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you really have to do baby steps with someone unless somebody's already done a whole lot of stuff and they're refining their program with the best gizmos that are the easiest to use in their life. And that's kind of what, everything I sell is designed to be, you know, the best of the best, the non-toxic. And the easiest to use. To Cause use. like, I'll be honest, <laughs> I have done a coffee enema once and the whole enema process. I mean, just, you know, and I had one of the, so one of the things when I had asthma, immune issues, they took my adenoids and tonsils out. And what actually happened is the constriction that my body was expressing through the lungs went to other body parts. So I started to have chronic constipation, migraine headaches, and eventually seasonal depression. It was like constriction in the colon, constriction in my vessels in my, my brain, and then eventually constriction at the level of emotions. Like it just kept going deeper until I started unwinding it. And I still haven't completely resolved the constipation. And I know that's not all what coffee enemas are about. There's there, but, but I had done colon hydrotherapy for a while at a certain point when I needed to shift how my body, it, the peristalsis action of my muscles wasn't even there. It was too lax. So retrained the muscles in my body. And I'm just like, I'll do castor oil packs all day, every day. No problem. Like 
use some oil, lay there, heating pad, super comfy. My cat usually comes and joins me. Totally love it. And that's been a big therapy that I put all my clients on castor oil packs. And I also seen the research castor oil is great, but coffee enemas can get to a whole nother level. So you have a product that makes it easy. Yes. Yeah, see, I used <laughs> to, that's where I'm stopped. And, and this is because yeah. so I have all these experience with these clients. I'm telling you, they, they do something and then I make it easy to accomplish. I had a guy, he had restless leg syndrome and he was just totally addicted to opiates. And he would go mm. through, overuse them, go through detox and everything else. And so I got him on hair analysis and got him to do daily coffee enemas. And at the time, all I had was a bag that you could turn inside out and clean because most enema bags you couldn't clean, you know. So he wouldn't lay down. He would stand up and he rolled this bag. So it pressurized the water to go up there. So I thought about a stand up, no mess, coffee enema. So I got, you know, one of these, you know, a little bottle and, and then, you know, you'd have to refill it. It wasn't big enough and the hose wasn't long enough. And so then people are going, even though it's BPA plastic, I don't want that. You know, so I made a glass jar with a handle with an adapter with a pump. So you can stand up and pump and then you can, you know, massage up the ascending over yeah. the transverse, stand in the shower and people go, well, how long do I have to hold it? Well, the magic number is 12 minutes, but you know, that's what the two week coffee animal challenge is about because you have no bowel control. That's what's so hard about laying down and then getting up and fecal yep. matter goes everywhere. Yep. But with the stand up, when you feel uncomfortable, you just go sit on the toilet and jump mm -hmm. back in the shower. Then you can fill up the rest of the container. And when you do that every day for like two weeks, you all of a sudden you can walk around without leaking and hold it, you know, for the 12 minutes, no problem. And, you know, maybe do some fascia work while you're in the shower or, you know, just enjoy, you know, yeah. the time and, and do the coffee enema because a lot of people either had bad backs or problems with their knees or didn't like the mess. Yeah. And coffee enemas are so transformational. I had this one couple come and this guy was like, had depression, allergies, you know, just all this kind of stuff. He was on like five different medications, had a laundry list of problems. So he said, I'll do the kit. And then when they came a month later, you know, I'm going over, you know, what the results were and what they should do for their program. And I'm like, how you got to go really slow. So you don't detoxify heels. I'm just going to do two coffee animals in a day. I won't have any reactions. Like 80% of every problem he had went away just by doing coffee animals. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I know. And I I'm loving this conversation, Eileen, because I, I'll be honest, like I consider myself a pretty true blue dyed in the wool naturopathic physician. Like I don't prescribe any medications at all. I work with my clients on lifestyle big time. And I've known about, there are several of these, even, in, and I'll be honest, naturopathic school. I thought I was going to the Hogsworth of natural medicine. I did. It's not that <laughs> it's far more close to the middle of what is taught. And it, it, we have to kind of keep it close enough to the box of conventional medicine. And some of that has to do with laws and licensure and a lot of politics. And there would be these naturopathic physicians that would teach a course. And then they'd talk about these things that are like one step out further from what our standard, you know, I mean, and I have colleagues that right now are being trained in naturopathic medicine that have no concept for homeopathy. Homeopathy is getting phased out of our curriculum. So like even more of the new doctors coming out of the naturopathic medical schools are getting taught something much closer to the middle of conventional and functional medicine, which has its place. But I'm loving this conversation because it's challenging me to push my boundaries even further. Cause like I've known about these therapies and I've heard about these therapies. And like I read Gerson juicing therapy and how they're literally curing cancer at the Gerson Institute with juicing and coffee enemas and spiritual relationships and the detoxification, both mentally, emotionally, and physically. And how many of these, what have been considered so fringe, 
And they're not, they're completely natural and they make total sense inside of how the physiology actually works and supporting our body's natural physiology to get back to, like we started this conversation, being able to do what it's designed to do in the first place. And we live in a world right now that's not natural. You want to talk about what's not natural. It's, it's this world that we're currently living inside of. I mean, I already had my practice online before the pandemic, but since COVID, I think I've doubled the amount of time I sit in front of my computer and I'm literally feeling it in my body in a way that I never did before. And I'm spending much more time connected to technology and less connected to the environment and being out in nature and being with people physically. Like I've been looking, what's the next step for me? And and these therapies have been tickling my brain, which is usually how it goes. I'll immerse myself completely. And the next thing you know, my clients have to come along with me. So <laughs> it's just been an absolute joy. I loved every minute of it. Thank you so much for your knowledge and all the studying you have done. And oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful that you exist and the difference that you've been making out there. Cause these conversations are really important. Like the whole reason heal exists is I'm in a quest to really discuss what does it actually take to heal? Cause I don't think it's a mystery. I think we can actually get the blueprint, do a B and C and get your body. Even if it's 80% of the way there, that's a whole new life for people. And then what else we can discover as we go and how these practices get passed on to our kids and make a difference with the way that we handle all of our life. When we take care of our inside environment, people tend to get pretty committed to taking care of the external environment as well, which we need to be at work on. So thank you for everything you've done and what you've created here. It's just awesome to be with you. Well, thank you for being a sounding board and I'm hopefully giving a few missing puzzle pieces. Yeah, no, it's been brilliant. I actually, I hope this didn't fly too far over people's heads because I loved the detail of the physiology because I think it's actually important for us to slow down and, and think about how this is really working mechanistically. So I really appreciated that. Gave people lots of things to think about. (laughs) And anyone that is looking for more information, it's creatrixsolutions.com. And we'll have your bio and company information on the website, sarahmarshallnd.com backslash podcast. You'll be able to get all that information there. And, you know, it's just keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for being you. (laughs) Yep. Well, thank you. Thank you to today's guest, Eileen Durfee, for her extraordinary knowledge. For all the resources for today's show, visit sarahmarshallnd.com backslash podcast. Special thanks to our music composer, Roddy Nickpour, and our editor, Kendra Vicken. And as always, thank you for being here. We'll see you next time.